Hi, I'm Arnav Rostogi, and this is Satvik Srinivas. And together we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. And in this episode, defensive backs, man, a position of scarcity, a position of need for many NFL teams. And it's really hard to find really good defensive backs. Um, but boy, do we have a deep class and we got some generational talents. Um, we might start with one. Kyle Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, you watch tape on him. He'll pop off. He'll pop off the screen. He'll be the first player you recognize hands down. Yeah. There's just some guys in college football that you just know are going to play at the next level and going to play at a very, very high level. You know, his range, his ability to dominate the game as a safety on the back end. There's, a, there's like some guys that you just don't have to think twice about drafting, and Kyle Hamilton is undoubtedly one of those guys. I think he's the safest pick in the draft. I think he's the safest pick in the draft. And I think he goes anywhere from number two with the Lions to number four with the Jets. I don't, I don't think he's falling out of the top five. Yeah, he and can't. If, and, and if he, he can't. does, if he does, it's, a, it's an absolute steal. <laughs> steal what? Hey, if I'm trading up, I am trading up. If he falls out the top five, sitting at six, I'm calling Carolina and I'm saying, yo, let's work something out. Let's work something out. Right. Cause this dude, he's the real deal. And I, I remember watching uh, Notre Dame play Cincinnati. Um, Desmond Ritter goes play action, rolls to uh, our side of the screen. If you're imagine you're watching football, um, he rolls out to the right side or our side of the screen. Kyle Hamilton bites on the run, but his play recognition, he drops back to the far hash, sees Desmond Ritter roll out, sprints across to uh, the left hash. His play recognition, he knows that he wants the crossing route and just jumps in the middle and bats it down. Yeah, Not many guys doing that. Not many guys doing that. And that's what I mean by if you put on tape, he is the first guy that jumps out to you because he is all over the field, whether it's play recognition, ability to come down into the box and stifle the run, right? And we're talking, we're talking Ed Reed, man. We're talking Ed Reed, Cam mm. Chancellor, Troy Palomar. We're talking some all-time talents. Like the update, man. If you see him in the all pro list next year, I'm gonna be the first to tell you that you're gonna be there. Yeah. And you know, you know how you know that a guy is just different, right? Like I mean, I don't watch as much college football as you do, but like you know, you know how you just remember that play. You just broke that down the Kyle Hamilton play. A couple drafts ago, for me that that was Joe Burrow, and I just remember that play, LSU Bama fourth down when he just took it himself up the middle. He there was, he had no business picking up that first down, but he said, "I'm gonna put my team on my back and get this first down." And that's when you know a guy's different. And dude, dude it's just like you watch certain guys, you get a feel yeah, like it's yeah. like that dude's gonna be a star in the NFL. And it's like yeah. you get that from some guys. Yeah. And Kyle Hamilton got that type yeah. of energy right now. Yeah. Moving on to cornerbacks, uh, as we uh, decipher uh, all these defensive uh, backs here. Sauce Gardner, he's the big name to watch here. And I guess, you know, he's showtime, man. He's 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 this generation's version of uh prime time, if you will. Not allowing a touchdown since high school. Man, that's he's he's carrying a chip on his shoulder. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And I guess like to a certain extent, like you want to have that, you know, that alpha mentality, you know, he's a good DB, maybe a little undersized, but he's a playmaker and you could, you could call him undersized if you want, but you do not want to be on the receiving end of him on a corner blitz. <laughs> you do not want to be that guy. But do, do you do you at all get Jeff Okuda vibes here, possibly? Jeff Okuda bust vibes? It's tough. It's, t- it's really, for me, Jeff Okuda being that bust and, and the Lions taking him at number two has really like forced me to reevaluate how... I scout corners and how I look at corners and I always have to include bust potential, especially when you're mocking a guy to go like number four to the jets, you know, cause like that, Oh, you know, that, you know, sauce Gardner, he got the nickname. He got the, uh, he got the style. He's the, you know, you feeling New York. Right. So when you have guys, you know, mocking him at high, as high as number four um, and mocking him to go in the top 10, you really got to consider like, is he worth that? My answer is no. I think something that separates him from Jeff Okuda is his length and his ability to make like his makeup for his negatives, right? We talk about being undersized, right? And he is he is undersized, you know, he's 6'3, but 190, right? And he, he gets bodied sometimes, right? I remember watching the Notre Dame Cincinnati game and that was like on repeat for like an hour for me. Cause I was just going back and forth between Kyle Hamilton and sauce Gardner, but sauce Gardner uh, dudes running a crossing route inside crossing route. Right. And as soon as the receiver breaks, now we're talking this dude, this dude looks like six, five two twenty. So tight end in the slot, right. Uses his frame, pushes sauce Gardner outside and breaks inside right? And he's just streaking across the field. Gardner looks beat. I mean, this tight end is wide open. And somehow, some way, Gardner stumbles, gets up, and just cuts across the field, uses his length, knocks the ball down. That's stuff that I don't see from corners that bust in in, in the NFL coming out of college, right? The ability to you know, have negatives and have those negatives exploited mid game, but then use your pros, things like your length, your speed and your play recognition and your awareness to make up for that. Those players don't bust. Those players do not bust generally. Yeah. And I think playing the cornerback position, especially in today's NFL, you are the absolute underdog, right? These offenses have that upper hand on you. The receiver, you know, he knows where he's cutting. He knows where his route is taking him, but you're just there on an island. You got to react. And there's some guys that just thrive in that under underdog role. And for the past, whatever, six years or whatever, he hasn't given up a yeah. touchdown. Sauce Gardner has thrived in that role. And there's no reason to believe that he isn't, can't carry that on into his NFL career. Revis Island, baby. Revis Island. Best best press corner in the draft. I think if he realizes his potential, you might be the best press corner in the NFL. That, that's what we're looking at here. Um, any concerns about competition? You know, because he goes to a mid-major school in Cincinnati. He's not, you know, SEC, Big Ten competition. What do you think there? Right. That That is something you think about, right? Because I know Cincinnati made the playoffs, you know, you're a number four team, but – 
you're not playing, you know, these. I, I can't, I, I, it's not fair to say that these aren't NFL opponents, but definitely not your SEC elite wideouts that you're playing every week. But, you know, when he was against Jameson Williams, we did see him hold his ground. No worries there. Yes, sir. And I think what I, what I will say, right, you can't, you can't hold something against a guy that's not in his control, right? He's not controlling mm-hmm. who he's playing. When he when he got put in a situation where he had to take on Jameson Williams, he proved that he was capable of that. So I wouldn't knock him for something that's not within his control. Fair enough. Hey, you can only control what you do, and he did his job right. Um, next, we're looking at Derek Stingley Jr., who's, um, you know, flip-flops in some people's CB1, CB2 rankings with uh, Sauce Gardner. Um, you know, going off his 2020 tape, he would have been the best corner in last year's draft, undoubtedly, right? He's everything you want in a prototypical cornerback number one. But therein lies the problem. 2020, he's not played a year of football, and that's due to injury. List Frank in the left foot. Concerns about Derek Stingley or you're comfortable taking him uh, in the upper half of the first round? I am comfortable taking him in the upper half of the first round, but I think it's something that you have to factor in, right? Whether that is how you're going to treat him or whatever, just be aware of that injury, the past. But I don't think that's a reason for me to say I don't want to draft him. I don't want to spend a high value pick on him. But talking about him as a player, right? And I don't want to get into the uh, another one of these cliches of playing the DB position, but what they do say is, you know, ever, even before you get beat by a receiver on the field, you get beat in your head by the receiver, right? But when I when I see uh, Derek Stingley play, he he's never mentally beat, regardless of what the what the rep is, right? A lot of these plays he's making, you know, he has great ball skills. He's gonna break. He's gonna, you know, be there and be, be make the contact. But even when the ball is in the receiver's hands, as a DB, you can't admit that defeat. You still got to go in there and break it up, be physical. And I saw so many plays on tape of plays that were already won by the receiver, but Stingley was able to, you know, have that mental fortitude and be like, nah, it's not, it's not over until it's over. You got to make, break that ball up. And that's things I, I just appreciate from a DB. And I saw a lot of that from Stingley. Toughness, toughness. Uh, another thing I like, and you know, the reason I really like um, LSU in terms of the defensive packs that they generate, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. obviously not better than my, you know, the Buckeyes. Shout out Marshawn Lattimore, but uh, who's who's actually my comp for Derek Stingley? I see a lot of Lattimore in Stingley, but the thing I really appreciate about LSU is that they phase out a lot of things. Like they, they use zone, they'll, they'll use cover three, cover five. They'll play a lot of man, right? They really love to test their cornerbacks, put them in a bunch of schemes and see how they respond. Um, and I think Derek Stingley responded extremely well to that. His ability to play a man press and zone, all three phases uh, of defense really, really impressed me. He was taken on top talent uh, consistently. Um, also, prototypical size for the corner i never saw him get beat on the run he's a physical tackler like you said he will never give up on the play so i'm seeing a lot of traits that you know even with the injury even the fact that he hasn't played football for a year the traits are there and i think he can really develop into that guy 
But I think, you know, he might need a year. He might need a year or two, right? Because like you alluded to, he did get beat a few times. His hips are not the most fluid. He tends to get beat uh, on the outside, sometimes on the inside. I think he needs a year to develop, but the development and what he can become into, I think, I think it's worth the first. I think if you see him down at 10 or 14, right? I think he's definitely worth that pick. Let's move on here to another corner, junior out of Florida, Kair Elam. This is a guy with a lot of speed. Like that's the first thing that pops off for me when I'm watching him. And when, when you're a trail corner, right, a lot of times he was playing trail, your speed is your biggest asset. No matter where that receiver's going, you got to be right with him in his hip pocket. Kyer was always there. He wins those 50-50 balls. Uh, a good tackler himself. Again, I just saw a lot of these, you know, there's there's different ways of playing the corner position, whether you're playing off, whether you're being aggressive. I think Kyer has his style of playing corner, and I think he's very, very good at that. For sure. Um, he looks blazing fast on tape, you know, and and – he doesn't, he's not the fastest corner in this draft. He, he's actually, he, he, he's runs the same speed as sauce Gardner, Derek Stingley, uh, Trent McDuffie. We'll get to it. But on tape, man, this dude's speeding around. He is speeding around. And I think he could best serve as a slot corner. I, I really love him in the NFL as a slot corner. He's extremely agile and he, he loves to just get in there and take those 50, 50 balls. Like I could, I could see him. I, I could for sure see him, you know, quarterback play action, rolling out, crossing route, coming across and Kyrie Elam just streaks across the field and intercepts it or bats it down. Um, reminds me of that one play CJ Gardner Johnson did against Tom Brady. Right. And, you know, I, I see him like that. I could, I could for sure see him in that slot role using his speed to the best of it advantage and then you know his ability to just get in there knock balls out uh those 50 50 balls that you allude to so I, th- I think he's a great prospect but he's undersized mm. he, he is a bit undersized right um and that that's my one concern he looks he looks a bit small on tape um and that that's why i said i don't like him as an outside corner but i think as a slot corner he would excel in the nfl All right, here's another guy here, a junior out of Clemson. One of my – I don't want to say my favorite, but he's one of my favorites in this draft class, Andrew Booth Jr. What do you make of him? Hey, man, I'm going to let you do the talking because you were raving about this dude. Um, You know, junior from Clemson, take it away because you really – All right, all right, all right. Right, you know, like you know how we talk about that one play, right? With these guys. Here's my one play with Andrew Booth Jr. All right, this is your you're in the red zone. All right, this is Clemson UVA, back of the end zone, right corner. It's it's a really really well thrown football, and it's just one of those plays where who's gonna go up there and get it? My man Booth gets up there, Odell's this ball with one hand. It just comes down, and it's just you can't teach that. Like I, I don't know where you go for DB school to learn that, but <laughs> Booth just has it, man. You know, another physical corner. No matter what you do as an offense, do not throw a wide re- wide receiver screen this man's way. It's not going to work well for you. Like 
literally every screen I saw on tape, he shut it down. You just take, you take a glance at him. He looks like he can play safety in the NFL. He has a size. He has a physicality. He seeks that contact. Like, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know why he's not getting talked about more. You know who you just described? Who is it? Jalen Ramsey. I like that. I like that a lot. So you just described. He wants the contact. I mean, he loves the contact. I think he would excel in zone defense. I think I think this might be the best zone corner in, in the draft right now. You look at his physicality and his ability to make plays. And he's instinctive too. Extremely extent, instinctive. And, and that's all the makings for a good zone corner. I really but but that's where I think I think it's like you look at the traits and you look at the defense that he fits into, and then you look at other guys like Sauce and Derek Stingley, where it's like, okay, they can play man, right? They can play uptight press, they can play zone, they can play all those three, right? Where we see this guy as sort of excelling in zone defense. I think that's where you start to get like team fit, right? Like this team won't like him as much because they play man a lot, right? Or this team will, if they play zone a lot and they'd be like, oh, you're a perfect fit in our defense. Great. Like CB two could develop into a CB one, but I think his traits are excellent for his zone corner. I mean, excellent, right? That that Jalen Ramsey, that type of burst, he just sees the screen and just absolutely blows it up. Right. I'm telling you, if, if he if he gets on the right team, he's gonna be special, and and then we're gonna be talking about, damn, how did he fall that far in the draft? Like that's gonna be the conversation. You ready for team? Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Bengals. What do you think? Ooh, Ooh you that think? could that could be good. And they you got Chidobi Awuzie, right? Yeah and, yeah. and then you know whatever Eli Apple's doing, but they don't really want Eli, right? <laughs> I like that. I like it. Late round, if they fall, I mean, Cincinnati right there, 31. Take a chance. Damn. Take a chance. Why not making all the comps today? <laughs> um, all right, one, one guy. Now, my Andrew Booth, um, okay. Trent McDuffie. I love this dude. Trent McDuffie, Jr. Okay. out of Washington. Okay. He's small. He's undersized, just like me, but he's tough as nails. He is gritty, right? 5'11", 190, right? We're talking... Oh, you're playing guys who are like six two, six three, six five, right? All bigger than you. But his physicality, every single play, he's right there. He's right there, right? You put on some tape of Washington, and Trent McDuffie will be there. Whether it's tackling, getting involved, right? Breaking up the pass, he stands out to me on tape. I love guys who just pop out to me when it pops out. If you pop out on tape, I'm going to focus on you even more and even more and even more. He just popped out to me. Um, he's an extremely twitchy guy, extremely agile. And like I said about care, Elam, uh, uses his speed, um, to his advantage. And once again, another really intriguing slot corner prospect that, uh, I like here, um, once again, like it reminds me, CJ Gardner Johnson type five, both of them really do. Um, um, it's just, it's just, I love, I love tough, phys- small physical corners in the slot that you have all the traits to succeed uh, as a guy taking on, you know, people in the slot. Um, so I really, I really like Trent McDuffie, man. I really love him. All right. Here's a, here's some more names you should be on the lookout for. We got, 
Roger McCreary out of Auburn. Daxton Hill out of Michigan. I know Arnold probably has his biases towards him. <laughs> and we got Kobe Bryant. That's right. Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati. Uh, the partner in crime of Sauce Gardner. That, yeah. that, that was a hell of a duo. Yeah, it really was. And I don't know why Kobe Bryant's not being talked about more. I think, I think, you know, with Sauce Gardner not, you know, allowing any touchdowns or what, defenses were throwing at Kobe Bryant. And then Kobe wasn't allowing anything either. Like, I mean, Cincinnati was a top 10 defensive team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and also, I was was just, just, since we're talking about Kobe, I was watching some Kobe Bryant, not not basketball tape, but (laughs) (laughs) I saw another really good, you know, Good zone corner. He forced a lot of fumbles too. Like I, just, I, I like yeah. what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing. Yeah. Overall, um, overall, what are you thinking? How many, how many starters could we expect? Starters. All right. I think Kyle Hamilton starter. Um, Sauce Gardner, Darius. Let's get three those three out the way. Okay. Um, I think Andrew Booth in the right system could be one. So okay. I put that four. I think Trent McDuffie and Kyrie Elam are both slot corners. I don't know if they're going to get that starting nod as like this, you know, outside corner. Um, I think Lewis sign out of Georgia and that Georgia defense is producing a lot of talent. I think, I think they're going to have to go back and do a SC 30 on this uh, Georgia football team. Cause I mean, the defensive talent that they're going to produce, they're all going to do well in the NFL. I think um, Lewis sign might do well. And Daxton, Oh, I know, I know you said I have reservations about Daxon Hill, but if he gets on the right team, he might start day one uh, if they're lacking uh, talent at safety. So I, th- I, th- I think a lot of starters here um, praying that no one busts like Jeff Okuda because uh, that mistake has really made me like rethink about how I look at defensive backs. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, man, I said, Really, a lot of talent in this class. Honestly, I, I like this corner class more afterwards before I went into it, like the mindset. I think there's some good guys in here. And maybe, maybe these NFL wide receivers got to watch out, man. It's a, it's a good class coming in. <laughs> All right. With that being said, thank you for listening to the 78th episode of the Backfield Rift. Be sure to tune in for our next episode where we will break down the 2022 NFL quarterback draft class and finish it off heading into the draft next Thursday at 8 p.m. Until then, it's been Sotvik Trinavas and Arnav Rostogi. Stay safe and take care.